0: Hey everybody before we get started I'm going to talk about our sponsor um which we introduced last week Primary Residential Mortgage Incorporated, um, You know they're, they're lending with passion division of primary residential mortgage. Uh, whether you're buying, refinancing, taking cash out of your home, uh, PR, MI can help. Uh, they have rates that are near all time lows and their mortgage experts can help you find, you know, the best mortgage solution for you. Um, they can help with your purchasing your dream home, investment properties, vacation homes, whatever you need, they can help you out. They have locations all over the state, um, but they can do the, the entire process online. So it doesn't matter, um, you know, where you're at. Um, they, they love working with fellow Red Raiders. They're, they're active members on Red Raider sports. Um, and it's just great to have them a part of the podcast and the videos. They've been a great sponsor. So um, if you want to reach out to Primary Residential Mortgage, you um, they can be reached by email at at primeres.com through the website at www.lendingwithpassion.com or by phone at 214-736-9466. So if you've got a question that you think they can answer, just uh, hit them up. What's up, everybody? Welcome into this week's episode of From Here It's Um uh, We're gonna do some basketball talk, like we've been doing the past couple of weeks. Get ready for the uh, Big Twelve tournament uh, and just kind of wrap up uh, the season that was. Uh, so, let's get started. All right, Hunter, how's it going?
1: It's going good. How feel about like, you?
0: Feel, feeling a little down after Sunday, or feeling all right?
1: Uh, I mean, I'm not. I don't. I'm not overly down, but I don't. Buy it but uh kind of su- it sucks right they they shot so well that it really didn't we weren't able to tell you know, could we have, could we have beat them you know on a normal night because they just shots out of their minds
0: yeah and, and i get frustrated because sometimes i feel like tech doesn't defend the three-point line very well um especially that they leave that skip pass open which i know is like every defense is going to have a weakness and that's this one um but it just seems like against a team like that, like I know you just take it, but whenever when all their guards seem to shoot above 40%, it's like maybe we shouldn't just take it. But even with that being said, they made ones with hands in the face and well-guarded. So it just was one of those nights, it seems like. Yeah,
1: that it was the most points per possession that we had allowed this year. Um, and then I think, I don't know how many games Baylor's played looks like, you know, that was the 16th most they have allowed, you know, so it was, we were scoring yeah. we were running, running a pretty good offense. We really just, I guess Kyler was shooting well. Yeah. And, you know, for as much, we've talked about Kyler some and he gets a lot of flack and he puts up, you know, maybe one of the best uh, three point conference shooting seasons that we'll see. Yeah. Uh, so for, since the uh, three-point line was extended out, we've had five volume shooting seasons. You know, Kyler is the only one with two of them. Ramsey has one. Moretti has one. McClung has one. Uh, so I did like four or more three-point attempts per Big 12 game was how you got into this. Yeah. Kyler, 45.2% on 43 per game, 45%. And then Ramsey's the only other one with above 40%. He was at 41. So I thought when I saw, you know, Ramsey's number that he put up last year, 41.8, it's the new three-point line. Moretti was 38.8%. And he was like a – you know, he's like a 43% career shooter. I thought uh, Ramsey's numbers would hold up for a long, long time, but Kyler's already already beat it.
0: It seems to be, you know – recent almost like, I, I mean, he wasn't, it's not like he was shooting terrible before this recent hot streak, but I mean, he has been on fire ever since he seemed to have grown the hair back out. That's my theory. But uh I mean, he, he's been huge, you know, like, cause it seems like, I don't know if Mac is McClung, I don't know if he's hurt or, you know, just has some kind of nagging or people have kind of teams have kind of figured him out. I don't know, but you know, he's just not, he just doesn't seem to have the same, he didn't pack the same punch that he did earlier in the year. Um, and like I said, he, he may have some, some nagging kind of injury or teams, just kind of know how to defend him now. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but, it, but with that, Kyler, Kyler stepped up and filled that role pretty well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Kyler's last four games, really, uh, really five, but um, he's been lights out, you know, sh- just shooting but also, he's filling it up like he normally does assists and rebounds and doing a decent job taking care of the basketball and then steals and blocks, you know, he, Oh, he's, yeah, it's, yeah, that's probably the best thing, you know, from the last, this four game season, the, that we kind of the reschedule, the that's come from that is the Kyler, just how confident he is. And, um, you know, we're, we're going to need him. You're well, and that's what we've, we've
0: said that on this podcast, like you've said it, like there's a reason he plays the most minutes on the team. It, the one thing he hadn't been able to do up until recently is it's seemingly was shoot. And now he's right. shooting. And so now he's, he looks like the best guy on the team, which is kind of what we expected him to be going forward. Um, you have any thoughts on the, uh, Iowa state game just before that gets lost?
1: Uh, not really. I yeah. mean, it, it was uh I, with Kyler shooting. It was kind of like our peak. That's our peak performance because we were uh, just dominating him, like in the in transition. Yeah, you know, loose ball, long rebound, op- like open floor turnover was two points, and then uh, we were kind of grind like at the same time, kind of grinding our signature, which is like control the tempo, but then also somehow find a way to just grind people down uh, in a half court. Like we were doing that. And, um, but we probably should have done that against Iowa State without Bolton.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I agree. And I don't, I didn't like how close it was to end the half, you know, but then it's nothing to, to get upset about when you look at the final score and you're playing a student manager to end the game. So, um, Yeah. And then, you know, you go to Baylor, and I was a little disappointed in the start because we had talked about it on here, you know, who's going to be more motivated? And it wasn't tech. It didn't seem like. And I don't know if that was just, you know, when Baylor comes out playing like they did, I don't know, you know, if it's just kind of shell shocked a little bit. Like, holy crap. Like, you know, tech started slow against TCU and Iowa State, really, other than Kyler. But, you know, you're tied at four. You know, you're not, you're not down 10 to nothing <laughs> in a blink of an eye. Right. And that was kind of my big thing is like, you can start slow against a lot of teams, not Baylor.
1: Yep. And then, you know, we, and then tied it up 36 36 somehow. Yep. But yeah, at some point, at one point, I think they had taken 11, they started out on a 16 to three run. And I think they had taken 11 shots and we had taken three. Like we've been fouled a, a couple of times, but um, yeah, that's, we're, you know, you can't, we're not going to outscore Baylor, and we're definitely not when they ha- getting four shots attempts to our one. You know, but that there was a period there um, where we definitely, I think we, you know, we were shooting well and and kind of caught up with them. But the second half, yeah, they, I think Chris Beard and you listened to him in the press conference. It's like they have to, they've got so many options. You can't just say yeah okay teague isn't gonna shoot anymore like that's not a good plan you know even when he's going 10 for 12 it's still not a good plan because to do that they've got these other guys that can can score at will too
0: yeah i had a weird takeaway uh it was the first time that i thought uh ramsey would be nice to have if he would have stayed for a sophomore year just another guy that you could you know not even a. I mean he was the primary playmaker last year but it's just a, a guy you could throw the ball to to who could get a shot um which just watching the tech offense against baylor's defense it seemed like it was just it was so hard to, to get a good shot and that's credit to them you know they they run our defense better than we do right now um you know, and, and then with them, it just seemed like every shot was a good shot, even the ones that weren't, because most of them were going in. Uh, so I, I don't know. Maybe that just probably comes down to their better basketball team than
1: Tech is right now. But it was just, it's just frustrating to, to see. So, offensively, I'm looking at Baylor only one other time this year when they beat Kansas and Waco, did a, a opponent make 50% or more threes? We, we did. Yeah. We turned it over on 11% of our possessions against them. And the lowest besides that was 15 when they played OU back in January. All others are like mid-20s or 30s. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we took – we don't ever shoot over 50%, like effective field goal percentage. We did against yeah. Baylor. Um It's just – yeah. You know, we talked some way back when when we played Kansas and we shot so bad and lost that – uh you know we would that we would eventually shoot better, and that teams eventually would cool off against us. And then, but the but the problem is, it's like you can still you know when we in this league you know, like shoot well and lose because you run into somebody that goes ten for twelve from three. Like it's just it's gonna happen to a few teams in the yeah. in the yeah. and like so we were so good in 2019 overcame that with the Oklahoma State onslaught. You know, like it took our best team ever to kind of be able to win in spite of a a, a night like that by the other team. And when we, yeah, for this version, playing maybe the best team in the country and they do it, it's just no chance.
0: Yeah. yeah, I guess that's just what it comes down to is, and it's like you said, you can't pick your poison. And so, you know, Teague has a career day and it's just like, you know, okay. Yeah. I mean, what are you going to do? Um, if you double him, you want Butler taking those shots now, you know, it's like you said, it's just, there's not a good way to defend it. So, And Beard
1: said uh, that there was like elements of that, like they're making shots and we're just, you know, playing our defense and that sometimes you have to live with it, but that there were some like missed assignments going on. I I don't know. I'm, you know, I'm not smart enough to connect, you know, when they're, uh, when Butler's just so good in a pick and roll that, you have to leave Teague in the corner, you know, like you're just like like a run out kind of contested shot from him versus, okay, we screwed something up and that's why we were having to live with that shot. So, um, you know, I don't know what the percentages were versus, you know, something that was self-inflicted versus something that they just created and they're just that good. Right. Seems like it's probably probably
0: 50-50. Right. Yeah. And it's like we were talking a little bit before we got on here about, um, the, sh- the shot quality that came out, um, and just how it doesn't really match the result, almost you know the opposite of the result. But it, it, well, I mean, they've they've basically been able to do that all year with the, their ability to shoot, um, and it'll be in you know we and we had talked about. You know, you go, you get into the tournament and you're playing in all these different venues. Um, you're playing in non-basketball arenas. Um, and so whether that will come back to haunt them or not is is definitely something to keep an eye on because it, in the past, it absolutely has affected teams that rely on shooting
1: um, when they get into those bigger stadiums. I think it has. I, You know, I, I think somebody's done some, some looks at that. Uh, like when the court is elevated, you know, like this... Mm-hmm. The, fours in new orleans or san antonio or the one we were at uh and then there is some something to it seems shooting worse but then I'll, i don't know you know this year i think all, aren't all the games in the same venue so you know baylor just not gonna have to shoot well until maybe their second or third game yeah so, oh that's, you know, that's true you'll know, have to shoot, shoot well in their last three maybe but then that'll be game four five and six for them
0: that's true i didn't even think about that
1: so that might be helpful but yeah, they, you know they have the number one three-point shooting percentage in the country. It's not even close, and and it's just ridiculous because you know like it's higher than it was before in 2019 when the three-point was shorter. Like it's higher than Lehigh. Lehigh shot 42.3 percent that year, uh, and then right behind them was Wofford. Uh, Tech played Wofford. They had all those little shooters. Mm-hmm. 41.4 and you know, Baylor's higher than that this year from a, a longer three-point line and they're playing in a tough league yeah and yeah
0: it's it's crazy it's unfortunate um the it's like you know we talked about before we we start hit record talking about teams who could possibly challenge them in the tournament and it's not a lot you know I we said Gonzaga obviously um, maybe Michigan with their bigs you know and outside of that they're just gonna to have to get cold. you know they're they're gonna beat themselves. That's gonna be the only way that they get beat. It seems like I agree.
1: yeah, I don't. I think you' are probably right some uh, big ten team that's really good, but they're just if they're the number two overall one seed, you know, they're not gonna run into the to one of those teams until right. the very end, right? Maybe the final maybe the final four. Right. Uh, but they're they're just as likely to run into some like some team like, auburn style a couple years ago or tech you know <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but yeah. yeah that it would be interesting to see him you know, like illinois has just has that monster guy mm-hmm. and michigan plays a lot of bigs and to see them kind of go up against a um that's you know, a non-big 12 team because yeah. they are uh they're they're the ultimate big 12 team you know like no. they can roll out the ball against them in this league uh and you know kind of this like up and down you know, positionless style that the Big 12 has kind of shifted to and it has them outmatched you know yeah. they're like the yeah. OU of football right now yeah like they have all that's the people good comparison that's-
0: yeah so yeah you see yeah that that's a really good comparison you know if when OU faces you know one of those SEC uh, or something. Yeah, who who's it's there? Different. Yeah, <laughs> their defensive athletes match OU's offensive athletes. It's a little different game, uh, or you know maybe somebody who's a little more ball control. But yeah, it'll Illinois is a good one. Um, uh,
1: but yeah, okay. I like. I mean, like Zog is favorite. favorite. Zog a humongous favorite. I was at. so We had the shot quality guy on, and uh, or I talked to him for a little bit and was trying to pepper him for some insight on some. Futures outright, Gonzaga and Baylor. I think they're like mispriced right now a little bit. Gonzaga, um, like if you – there's some like plus 250s out there, um, which only gives them like a 28% chance of winning, which I think is much higher than that. Um, And then there's like some combo Baylor and Gonzaga, like where they put them together, and they only give them like a 45% chance uh, combined. You know, they're going to be on opposite sides. They're, I think it's a given they're the number one number – two overall so they can you know they can't play each other until the championship right uh, which adds some value to taking them both uh, as a pair but uh, he he wouldn't give on the tech you know the the crazy result because the shot quality he's got tech winning that game more often than not uh, the other night against Baylor which is just like bizarre but he does a decent job of kind of explaining you know like those three guards for Baylor they scored about thirty more points than you would have expected, given their shots. And it, you know, when you look, yeah, you know, they shot seventy percent from three. So if they're forty percent, thirty-five percent three-point shooters, uh, I guess that makes sense.
0: Yeah. but could have been a uh, could could have been a fifteen-point win for the Red Raiders then <laughs> if yeah. they would have shot
1: there what they should have shot. Uh that's. Uh, Dude, I, we I, missed I don't some know. bunnies. We missed some bunnies. It seemed like we missed some bunnies. Yes. Yeah. Right yes. around the basket. Some, yeah. some that we yeah. just can ordinarily make or yes. made. And um, it just, yeah, you know, felt like they are just making a three every time down the yeah. court. It,
0: it did seem like any time there was a tie, you know, we put a couple baskets together. It was like, all right, well then, we'll just take a three and make it. You know, and you can hit two, you can hit a couple layups hard, you know, tough shots in a row. We'll just jack up three and, and it's going to go in. It just seemed like one of those nights. And I know people get frustrated with the shot quality thing. It's just like it's just another element to look at a game, you know. Yeah, it, it'll show you what was was you know Tech's defense lacking, or were they just hitting shots? And it's still a part that's
1: interesting to me. Um, but you know, just so this really, UT game, yeah, is intriguing for so many reasons. I hate it. Absolutely hate. Yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Got to beat them three times now. I don't. Yeah, and I just don't see that happening. I would. Yeah. It just, just seems like play happen. them every year. In the tournament. Yeah. I think we have Underbeard every year except one. And, uh, and the one that was canceled. But the, you know, the first, it'll be interesting to me because the first game, the, our games against them were just so different. Uh, like that first one up tempo. Yeah. Like they scored, uh, the fourth most points per possession that we've allowed this year. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, so, I said that backwards, that they scored the fourth most that they have scored this year against us. So it was their fourth best game mm-hmm. offensively. Uh, so they, you know, that it's like one of those situations where they matched up one of their good nights against our, our good night. And our night was just like a little bit better. Uh, but it's and that was the first game. It was up and down. They were getting, it looked like to me, we were playing NBA team for like the first 20 minutes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the second game was just, totally different. It was like slow slow paced and we really really they had a lot of trouble scoring. It was one of their worst games of the year and for us we were kind of consistent. We kind of scored the same amount uh, both times Um, but uh, you know it'll be a uh, probably a good coaching you know uh, whoever's making the, I think this you know which might be ironic because Beard I think said in his press conference that like March is now about the players. Like you can't draw up a play that's going to work. It's just, you know, guys got to go make plays now. Yeah. But for this one, I think it might be coaching as much as anything. It's the third time. You know, we played them fairly recently. Uh, we were able to kind of dictate things the second time around. Now they know what, you know, presumably they know what we were doing. Um, you know, will their adjustment work? Will we have kind of a a plan for what they we think they're going to do? You know, uh, this is where I like having Chris Beard. yeah. <laughs> It's comforting.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. I know people were, were like, it seemed like after our game with Texas the last time, people were really getting on Shaka, like because I think Greg Brown had like, I, I need to look it up. He he only took like four shots or something. He it's played like, like ten minutes. It's like you got this. You got this like freak athlete, probably gonna be a top ten pick. He played thirteen minutes, had one rebound and five points, and that, it's like, how are you not getting him the ball, basically? And so it'd be interesting t- to see if that changes or, uh, or maybe, you know, Tech just did a good job of keeping him out of the game. I'm not really sure, Um, but that would be something, like you said, what is that going to be an adjustment Shaka makes? Like we're going to get him involved or uh, I don't know, but I just hate playing a team three times or I don't mind playing a team three times if maybe you split or, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and and I don't even know the the numbers on this. It's just a feeling that I have. Um, It just seems like it's really tough in any sport. You know like even if it's you know the NFL you beat a team two games in your division and then you play them in the playoffs I just I don't like I don't like that it never seems like it's easy to beat somebody three times
1: Well I guess so uh, if we if we can sneak out a win I think aren't we guaranteed a, a match against a somebody that's beat us twice so then we'll have it in our favor maybe That's true yeah that's a good person point. Yeah they have yeah. played four straight road games now they haven't they haven't played at home since February 23rd it's oh, kind wow. Of just an odd, uh, odd deal with their the way their games, the reschedule played out.
0: And tech has played three of four at home, right? Yeah, that is interesting.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't.
0: It's just Tech Texas is hard. They're just hard to judge because you look at their results, you know, and they they score they score under sixty against us. Then, you know, it's Iowa State. They put 81 on them just like we did, you know, then they beat Oklahoma who who's been, you know, they're kind of in a tailspin, I guess right now. I, I don't know. It's just, it's just hard to get a, a feel for, I mean, they beat Kansas, you know, after we thought Kansas had turned it around, they nearly beat knocked off West Virginia. I don't know. I, I'm just listing scores now, but it just seems like they're a team that, and maybe people would say this about us too, but it's just a team. to. It's hard to get a read on them. You know, I, I don't really know. I don't, I don't feel like I don't feel confident in, in either pick saying you know we should handle them a third time or you know i'm worried i i don't don't feel confident
1: either way yeah i think the only thing i can be sure about is they've got like personnel you know that yeah it's really really good they've got big guys that are good they've got guards that are good athletic yeah i think
0: sims is awesome i would love to have sims because he's not a liability like he's not this he's not a lumbering big man like I remember what I mean it, he can guard our guards on a switch. It's impressive to watch. I'd love to see him. But
1: yeah, it's like yeah. you said
0: they just they just got dudes everywhere.
1: Yeah, like Sims. I mean, he played 30 minutes against tech, our elite eight team in the tournament in 2018. He's been around, yeah. you know. Yeah. I mean, he's just a a five-star 20-something year old center, yeah. He's pretty good you know, at, at what he does, but you know we've uh, it's I, it's kind of one of those uh like you could do a draftkings lineup and have sims as like your the the key guy like where it like multiplies his points and then you could like bet tech and yeah uh, if you lose the tech bet you odds are sims played well and right. and be like a really your your draftkings lineup's going to be good it's almost right. to, to me it kind of uh comes down to are we because they're gonna they're going to throw the ball into him yeah Yeah. Yeah. if we stop him we probably win the game if he's good we probably don't unless we just shoot out of our minds like we did the first time right
0: that that also helps as we've seen it's funny he had uh, 16 points in 33 minutes against us in the first game only five rebounds which is shocking to me he must have just like, kept that, him alive. Tip, yeah. Tip, that's tip. the only thing I can think of because it seemed like he was way more involved in that than that. And then against, uh, in against Tech in Lubbock, only had 11 points, seven rebounds. Um, you know, and that obviously wasn't as close. So, you know, I think it's the big thing is those guards, their guards, Ramy Jones, Coleman, like, if they get hot, we're, we're in trouble, which I guess you could say that again, you know with them against anybody with the talent that they have. But I say that fully aware that they were hot against us in Austin, you know, and we ended up winning. So, like I said, I can't get a read on this game. I just
1: keep contradicting myself the more I talk. And so if you want uh, some shot quality, you know, who would you guess is graded out most efficient possession? And I'm, and I'm the only guys that are qualifier, are Silva, McCuller, McClung, the, our top six, guys. The starters plus Shannon. Most efficient possession? Yeah.
0: That's a good one. Um, I would have said McClung two weeks ago. Uh, oh, Kyler. Silva.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. Silva, most efficient. Who's Who would you say second? McCuller? Yep. Okay. McCuller's second. And then who's third? Whew. I'll go back to Kyler for third. Shannon. Okay. Interesting. Shannon. So those three, those are the three that have like more significantly more good possessions than bad. Now yeah. they also have the least amount, you know, like right. Which is a there. Like Kyler and Mac are carrying more of the load. So, you know, they're they're kind of doing the the tough jobs. Like yeah, that makes sense. They have the ball. But uh to me, I, to me that kind of uh those numbers made sense to me, you know. Um yeah. number one uh because of you know it's kind of a low number he doesn't have as many possessions when we get it to him it's something good's about to happen it's either a three point shot from him passing it out or he's taking a shot really close to the basket and then uh McCuller is just kind of a mismatch problem i think is being guarded by you know the other team's third or fourth option yeah definitely he's taking advantage and then then uh, shannon yeah you know, he just gets to the line mm-hmm. so but um yeah. It'll be, I think it'll be fun. I, I'm excited about this big 12 tournament because it's kind of the first time in a while that, uh, well, last year, it's just, we didn't have it where, you know, we clearly have something to play for and uh, yeah. it's like anybody's game. I mean, you could have said, people were saying our game
0: against Texas last year was a play in game. Essentially. I don't know if that that was going to be true, but that was kind of, you know, people were exactly saying it. <clears throat> Obviously it's not that this year, but we, I was, I was just about to ask you. So I'm glad I said it. Like, what are your thoughts tech loses? What, what does it look like? What does our tournament um, seed look like? And then tech wins. What, well, what I, changes really?
1: I would prefer, I think we have a higher chance of going far if we're a six seed uh-huh. or a three, you know? Right. So I think maybe right now we're a five. Yeah. So you'd rather lose. I don't want, I'd rather, you know, I don't want to lose obviously, but yeah. <laughs> I want us to, you know, make it to the championship game or something and become a three. Or yeah. if not, if we have to lose and that makes us a six, then that'd be okay too. Cause you know, you avoid playing a one sooner. Right. And I really think, you know, it's just my I think there will be some three seeds out there that we would be the favorite against. Yeah. So uh I'm happy to be kind of slotted with them.
0: Yeah. That that's a really interesting way to look at it. But and you're right. Um it just would, you know, sucked. Like you said, I don't want to lose, but that that may be kind of a, a consequence that we're okay with, you know.
1: We uh, might even be a seven if we lose, though. I mean, yeah. I don't. Know. Sometimes the way I don't know, you know, sometimes that surprises me. And what where where teams fall, and yeah, you know, I don't. Our record isn't isn't going to be that great if we lost the game. What would it be, you know? And yeah, uh, it's one thing to kind of just talking about records. You know, we're we're nine and eight in the big 12 and mm-hmm. the game canceled TCU on the road to potentially have been 10 and eight. And that's just, we, historically, you know, we don't have, we have a winning big 12 record. Yeah. And it's, it's not, I think nine and eight is disappointing by, for, by anyone's standard uh, like that's close to the program. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But that was that, you know, it was certainly in play when we were talking, you know, that we could be as good as I, you know, as good as we are, you know, could have thought we were just as good and, and just known that there were some outcomes out there where people shoot like crazy against us. And, uh, you know, we lose a couple of overtime games and we're, we're nine and eight as opposed to 11 and six or something. Which yeah, bears- that's a,
0: that's a good point. It really, this season has been, you know, just a, a razor's edge of, results you know like a yep. shot or two a possession or two go go a different way and we're, we're having a totally different conversation right now um, and it could have
1: been so bad right i mean oh yeah yeah we could have so easily lost the lsu in game in austin yeah you know, and yeah. then we're 15 and 11 right now
0: yeah and, and, and this it,
1: is a play-in game or and we have to <laughs> yeah we're, we're playing the 7 seven ten game maybe thinking we have to win two games to get yeah. out
0: yeah that's a good point yeah that that's so, absolutely true um so yeah um you know i don't want to go i know we'll do one of these after after the tournament uh you kind of once the bracket comes out and just kind of look at that but anything before we get started here with the big 12 tournament i don't think so all right cool well uh, i appreciate it like i said we'll we'll get one of these out maybe do a little uh, we'll do a mailbag once we once uh, selection Sunday happens we see where we land and kind of break that all down that sound good yep
1: sounds good My mind if you ever switch it up.